Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Children in the natural are unsteady, unreliable, impressionable, spasmodic. Spiritual children are the same way. You know, when a new pastor comes to a church, everyone comes. I've gone to pastor a church, and people would gather around me, pat me on the back, shake my hand, and say, Brother Hagin, I want you to know I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. I'm behind you. Six months went by, and I didn't see them. Nine months went by, and I didn't see them. I thought, well, now they're behind me because they said they were. Well, you see, the trouble was that they were so far behind me, I could never reach them. They were too far behind to do any good. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan as he talks about growing up spiritually. We've uh, talked about the babyhood stage or state of Christian development, spiritual development, very similar to the natural development. And uh, so let's talk about the childhood stage. Notice there the expression in Ephesians 4.14 where it said that we henceforth be no more children. Now here Paul is talking about spiritual children. You know, he wrote this letter to the church at Ephesus, and we know they had at least 12 men in that church because Acts 19.7 tells us about 12 men, and I'm sure they had more. When Paul said that we henceforth be no more children, he wasn't talking about that they should be no longer children physically, but he was talking about that they should be no longer spiritual children, but that they should grow up spiritually and out of the childhood state of spiritual development. Now, the characteristics of the childhood stage of spiritual development are similar to the physical, just like they are with the the babes. What are the characteristics of a child, naturally? Well, unsteadiness, curiosity, talkativeness is at least three of them. And you'll find that to be the case spiritually. You'll find that to be the case. So let's talk about those three characteristics of the childhood stage of spiritual development. First of all, unsteadiness. Now, as I said, my son, an ordained minister of the gospel, working with me, been in the ministry a number of years. But yet, I know when he was a boy of, you know, 12, 13, somewhere along in there, one time I told him to mow the yard. Well, the way he grabbed that lawnmower and lit out, you would have thought that he'd have it mowed in 30 minutes. That was back there in the days when we had push mowers. The yard wasn't too big. He could have mowed it in 45 minutes if he'd kept at it. Well, I had to go to town to attend to some business. When I came back after about an hour and a half, there sat the mower in the middle of the yard. He'd have made about two strips after I'd left. And I began to look for him. I asked my wife where he was. I don't know, she said. Didn't he go with you? She thought he went with me. I said, no. And I looked to see if I could find some boys playing ball on the corner. I knew if they were that that's where he'd be. Well, they were, and he was. He was unsteady. You couldn't depend on him. And as has been said many times, you can't put a grown head on a child. Well, it's true, you can't. Well, the same thing's true spiritually. Then again, a mother tells her young daughter, I want you to do the dishes and sweep the kitchen. I'm going next door for a little bit. Well, the daughter starts out all right, but when the mother returns, the dishes are unwashed or half done. She can't find Mary anywhere. So she goes outside and begins to call her. 
After a while, she goes to another one of the neighbors, and Mary's there playing dolls with Susie. Children in the natural are unsteady, unreliable, impressionable, spasmodic. Spiritual children are the same way. You know, when a new pastor comes to a church, everyone comes. I've gone to pastor a church, and people would gather around me, pat me on the back, shake my hand, and say, Brother Hagin, I want you to know I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. I'm behind you. Six months went by, and I didn't see them. Nine months went by, and I didn't see them. I thought, well, now they're behind me because they said they were. Well, you see, the trouble was that they were so far behind me I could never reach them. They were too far behind to do any good. Then I know, as an evangelist, I went out on the field after pastoring 12 years. Went from church to church, holding uh, meetings in churches, church meetings as we call them, for several years. And the first service or two, some people would get right in, shake my hand, hug my neck, and tell me, bless God, I'm with you, I believe this is it, we're going to have a meeting. Then we'd run two or three weeks without seeing them again. The last Sunday night when the pastor would announce that we've closed or we're closing, I've had them to run up to me, look at the pastor like he didn't know what was going on, and say, he's not going to close this meeting, is he? Well, you see, friends, as far as they were concerned, he'd been closed all the time because they hadn't even been coming. You see, they were so unreliable. Well, now cheer up. If you'll feed on God's Word, we're going to tell you how in these lessons you can grow out of that stage of spiritual development, childhood stage of unreliability, and become reliable. Now, you know another characteristic of a child, both uh, naturally and spiritually, is curiosity. Children are full of curiosity. Just as sure as you'd come in with a sack and set it down on the kitchen table, our second granddaughter, about eight at the time, would be in that sack. She was full of curiosity. She wanted to know what's in there. Now, some of these spiritual children that have never really grown up spiritually, though they've had time and opportunity, as sure as they can catch a little bit of gossip going, they want to know who, who. You see, they're full of curiosity. Curiosity is the characteristic of a child. If you tell a child not to look in a closet, he's going to get in it as sure as the world. Curious. Spiritual children are the same way. They're always poking their noses in the other fellow's business. You know, friends, the Word of God teaches us to tend to our own business. God doesn't want you poking your nose into the other fellow's business. The Bible teaches and teaches you and tells you to learn to be quiet and tend to your own business. You know, I was pastoring a church when one fellow wanted to know what all I was doing with my money. I said to him, what are you doing with yours? He said, that isn't any of your business. I said, I don't consider it any of your business what I'm doing with mine. Well, thank God he got the point. You know, it's no more the church member's business what the pastor's doing with his money than it's the pastor's business what the church member's doing with his. Curiosity is a characteristic of a child. Well... As I said to you, cheer up. If you'll keep feeding on the Word of God, we'll give you some spiritual principles to put into practice, and you can grow out of that childhood stage of spirituality into the manhood stage. Now, the third characteristic of a childhood stage of spiritual development is talkativeness. You see, children have never learned the value of silence. They're talkative. And you'll find folks in the childhood stage of spiritual growth are nearly always talking. 
Did you know the Word of God has something to say along this line? It tells us, notice Proverbs 10, 19. That's Proverbs 10, 19. In the multitude of words there wanteth not sin. And then again, Ecclesiastes, the fifth chapter of the third verse. A fool's voice is known by the multitude of words. You show me somebody that's always talking, and I'll show you somebody that's always sinning. We need to learn to be quiet. Now, a child doesn't know any better, so he's always blabbing. I remember one time when our son was just three years old. We'd gotten into bed late one night after church. I'd preached twice and was tired. We all slept in one large room. Now, he was in a bed across the room from us. The baby was in the crib. The lights out, and it was dark. Daddy, he said. Well, I hadn't gone to sleep, but I thought if I'd pretend to be asleep, he'd hush and go to sleep. Daddy, he said. I didn't say anything. Daddy, he said. He got a little louder. I didn't say anything. Daddy, he said. I didn't say anything. Just kept, and he just kept getting a little louder. Daddy, he said. Finally, my wife nudged me and whispered, Why don't you answer that child? I whispered back, knowing him. I said, He'll get started talking. You can't shut him up. He was three years old, but you see, he didn't know anything about the value of silence. He'd get started talking if you couldn't get him, and you just couldn't get him to shut up. Well, I thought if I didn't answer him, he'd think I was asleep and shut up, but he kept getting louder, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. Finally, I said, What is it, son? He said, What's tomorrow? Oh, I said, Be quiet and go to sleep. It's time to go to sleep. Well, what's tomorrow? He said, I said, it's Monday. Now go to sleep. He said, what's the next day? I said, it's Tuesday. He said, is tomorrow always Monday? I said, no, tomorrow's not always Monday. When tomorrow gets here, then tomorrow will be Tuesday. He said, I thought you said it's Monday. Well, it was Monday. But when Monday gets here, then tomorrow will be Tuesday. Well, if tomorrow's Monday, how can it be Tuesday? Yes. Well, that's just the way it is. What's the next day? I said, it's Wednesday. He said, will it ever be tomorrow? Yes, now shut up and get to sleep. What's the next day? I said, Thursday. What's the next? Friday. What's the next Saturday? What's the next Sunday? I said, that's today. He said, is Sunday always today? No, it's just today, today. When Monday gets here, it'll be today. He said, I thought you said it'd be tomorrow. Well, now, I said, you've got me confused. I want you to be quiet. If you don't be quiet, I'm going to get up and give you a whipping. Well, like natural children, friends, spiritual children have never learned the value of silence. We need to be careful about what we say. I remember reading from Charles G. Finney. Uh, he said in his ministry that there's a fellow called Father Nash who used to go ahead of him in his meetings, get a few folks together to pray for the revival. Well, someone asked Mr. Finney on one occasion, do you know a little preacher by the name of Father Nash? Mr. Finney said, yes, sir. He goes along ahead of me at times and gets people together to pray for the revival. I don't have him hired. He just took up on himself to do it. But what kind of a fellow is he, this person asked. Mr. Finney said, I said, well, he just like any other person who prays, he's a person of few words. Now, folks who are always talking are usually guilty of at least three sins. And I want to say, I said it yesterday, and I want to say it again. A person that's always, you show me a person that's always talking, I'll show you a person that's always sinning. Folks who are talking all the time are usually guilty of at least three sins. They're often guilty of evil speaking, talking about and discussing the faults and failures of people not present. They're often guilty of vain speaking, always talking about themselves, what I've done, what I'm going to do, where I've been. And they're often guilty of foolish speaking, jesting, joking, and things that are unprofitable. Now let's talk about those characteristics. First, evil speaking. Talking about and discussing the faults and failures of people not present. Well, 
I know I was holding a meeting one time when my son was with me. He's about 12 years of age. He had a four-day weekend holiday, so I took him with him on this meeting. One day at the table, because we stayed in the parsonage with the pastor and his wife and family, the pastor got to talking about some of the church members and some of their faults and faith. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. If you'd like to find more life-changing resources, then visit rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Right now, I want to tell you about this month's special offer, the CD series, Growing Up Spiritually by Kenneth E. Hagan. This series is at the special price of $19.95. That's over $8 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Well, if you are interested in knowing more about the Bible or if you want to know perhaps what your destiny is in life or just if you're called to the ministry, we have something here for you, Rhema Bible Training College. Yep. And we are now enrolling for the fall semester. That is the 2015-16 school year. And so you can go to rbtc.org slash trendsetters and you can find out all, all the about information. Rhema. In fact, That's I right. think you can, you can actually fill out a... a, a uh, what do you call an it? An application. Yeah, that's what yes, you call it. An application. It yeah, that's what it is. Yes. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll free. 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagan on growing up spiritually. That's next time on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.